All right. Brian We're Kent. here. <laughs> we are here. We are in the hotel fine establishment element. I think it's a, a Bonvoy situation. You used to have that Bonvoy hookup. I did. Is this uh? I think I'm actually still a member. Because um, when I stayed at the W in Chicago, that's also a Marriott, which I did not know. And they're like, oh, you're you're a silver member. You're not a silver nothing. But I, I used to be platinum. No way. Now we're silver. We're we're gonna move to bronze soon, and then we're we're just gonna be completely off the the Marriott list here. So it's Friday of Decafit. We had our race today. We were not silver. We were not bronze. We were certainly not platinum. We were sit sitting on the side. side <laughs> we were we were seven seven stations into our our ten. What is a uh, why do you copy for why do you copy me, dude? <laughs> you, I, I'm I I've been telling you since we got back. This is a W for me. I finished seven stations and two hundred three hundred meters. But you finished. didn't make it to zone eight, so it's whoever finished the first out of zone seven is the winner. No, no, it's you. whoever gets furthest. It wasn't a it wasn't no, a seven. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not called the. You didn't even make it to the next zone, so technically I beat you. Heptafit is that what that would be? Seven. I think Heptas. Heptafit. This wasn't a Heptafit. We were doing a Decafit. I made it further into the Deca. So now I got Deca last year. I got OCR Star Season 2. Here. And now I got Decafit 2023. We both DNF. I don't think either one of us won that one. <laughs> no. We we won nothing today. We were definitely not, not winners. Uh, In reality, I saved you. And you said it earlier. I saved you from a full-on ruptured Achilles. <laughs> so I didn't finish the race. All right, so let's go through and what happened. Why didn't we finish? Why didn't you finish well, the race today? I mean, there's nothing I could say that's not going to sound like an excuse, you know? But the facts are the facts. It's just and what happened. I've been very open, like I said, on this pod. I told listeners about me getting fired from UPS. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm, I let everyone know that I was going to fuck people up in Chicago. <laughs> um, Since that was the truth, that I'm was saying the, now is the truth. And then, you know, on our last week episode, I told you, man, things had been going downhill since doubles in Dallas with, with Meg. I came out of that race with some sort of ligament or tendon issue in one of my toes, which I could not plant hard on the ground mm -hmm. without some sort of pain going up through my foot and into my leg. And about Wednesday last week, I was it, the, the, the inflammation had gone down enough to where I could fake my stride and run, but the only shoe that I could actually run in was the endorphin pros mm. like that the plate and the cushion just allowed me to get through a little bit of running before the pain the pain would start and I gotta say like I am not a fan of the endorphin pros for for racing there's something I don't have that like you know when you just put on like your spikes like at a track meet and you just feel fast you have that you like that you like the the change of like lightness like lightness to you equates to feeling fast definitely no. definitely and i don't get that with the endorphin pros i think they're a great tool to use in training but for racing they're not for me and i was forced to race in those today so that that already was not like 
That's was why. It? That's oh, why you only did seven that's stations. The, that's the reason, dude. It's the shoes. <laughs> but like, I'm. I totally like to feel like my swagger, like my kit, like everything. I'm just like I'm feeling fast. I'm looking fast, and uh, I didn't have that with the with the endorphins. But um, I was able to run in those. So those were the shoe that I chose to wear. And then I also developed some sort of cold slash sinus infection that mm. has. I'm sure you can hear it in the way that I'm talking right now. Yeah, like the- it has lingered for two fucking weeks, dude. Any any time that I thought it was going away, I'd wake up the next day and it'd be back. And I've had to adjust my training coming into this race. And we talked about I had ten weeks of perfection, right, right? And then the last two weeks, it all came crumbling apart. And there's a part of you that wants to believe that you're you're holding on to fitness that you just had a few weeks ago um and you can you can tap into that but the reality was man is that I, there was like a limiter on me today i was not able to push to the level that i typically push at mm-hmm. um and i knew very early on like when i got to the row which is fucking 4 minutes into the race <laughs> right and i'm like pulling and Normally in a DECA, like 140 feels pretty relaxed, but I felt like I was working. And uh, you were above 140. I was like 142, 143. And it just wasn't feeling good. But it was, it was still one of those things where I'm like, I can find a way. Like I'm going to will myself to do this. And that's pretty much what I did until I got to the bike, you know, like. I, I just kept saying, like, just get to the bike and maybe there's a way you can salvage this day. Like, you can you can put yourself back into podium position here and uh, make the best of the situation. But it was evident the moment I got on the bike that I was not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I normally am above 90 RPMs for at least 15 cows. And I think the highest I got today was 84 and that was for like five seconds. I love that you were under 80. <laughs> and then it was like <laughs> 83, that. 82, 81, 80, 79, 78, 77. Like, at my, when I execute that deck of well, I'll be at like 83, right? And you'll usually come off the bike when you're doing the 90s. I don't know. 40 seconds. Yeah. I like mean, I don't hold 40, 90 the whole time. Right. Like if you'll, you'll come off it. Yeah. Maybe uh, I, I, that'll be like, yeah, maybe 15 seconds faster than me. Yeah. Right. So if you're yeah. doing seventies, that's great. Yeah. I love that. And I and I I got off the bike and I just knew like that was it. Like I was I was done. Yeah. Like I was destroyed. And I felt that if I were to push through obviously I could have finished that race, but like what it would have done to me, like this upcoming week, you know, like with, with you know, I'm getting ready to dive right back into a really long training block for mm-hmm. Vienna. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want to push push that back like by a week, you know? Like I just I made the decision in the moment to uh to just pull out and I was obviously frustrated with that decision. It wasn't one that I wanted to make and I don't remember the last time that I did that. Um but it's a decision that 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 I'm, I've like, I've accepted and I'm at, I'm at peace with. And I don't know if that's like getting older and like 
Lots of races. You know, like a younger version of me probably would have just been like, fucking finish this race. It's like, what does this say about me? (laughs) Yeah. And I called it, man. And um, like looking back on it, it's like, yeah, like I probably could have finished that race, but it just didn't seem like a smart decision. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what we have the rest of the week. And I'm not... My foot actually held up okay. It wasn't a foot thing. It was definitely like respiratory. Like it was breathing, you know, like mm. it. that's mm. that's what it was. So yeah. I'm going to line up tomorrow for the mile and just hope that I can, I can pull something together because it is, it's like maybe I can fake my way through something that's more stations than running. Like, I don't know, but clearly I'm not 100%. And... um. I'm just going to try to make the best of the the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. So I was talking to Ryland after the race a little bit and uh, basically just told him like, you were ready. You were ready for this race. You prepared for this race. And I was not. I didn't prioritize this and we were in the same boat right we did chicago that was really a big emphasis for us we did dallas to to go and do have some fun and to and to capitalize on our fitness with some double stuff which i don't regret you do you regret dallas now no no i still good um and if that if deca was the main thing that we had to circle and and take priority in like we did last year right which it was last year it was last year and we didn't do like chicago for deca uh, for high rocks last year happened in november and we didn't do it right there was a new york race too i think and we just didn't do Mm -hmm. it right um because of this race and we showed up and we had good weekends right and that was basically just we just weren't ready the way that we needed to be not necessarily our fitness our fitness is good like right but to be primed and ready for one event, it almost, it takes very specific prep, not just for training, but also for life, right? We can't be going around traveling, having our sleep compromised and then putting ourselves at risk of getting like sick or injured, which we did, but that's because we pushed our chips into a different event, right? So when I look at this, I'm like, well, how, I can't be that upset about this outcome because we just didn't prioritize it, you know? I know, but I know for me, I've run some really good DECA times off of like high rocks training Mm -hmm. so i even though i wasn't specifically training for deca like i had been last season i was still confident that i would i could run 20 i was in fitness to run like 28 30 i think i think better i I think i could have run 29 flat today like if i was healthy and um, that's what it comes down to for me it doesn't come down to like lack of but that's what i'm saying like we didn't prioritize our health for this event we prioritize okay. the health for that's, fair. that's yeah. what I mean. Like okay. our fitness, okay. I think we could we could have done really well with with this plan. Like when we in our in our brains when we looked at this and we both went through the same kind of thing. We we're like, all right, Deca is two three weeks after Chicago. After Chicago, we'll just do some Deca stuff. We can't do much Deca stuff leading in, but if we sharpen up, our fitness will be so good that we should be able to run a good time. But just what the build and the travel and everything did to us, that was the problem. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the it wasn't necessarily fitness. It was just like prioritization over um, which races we wanted to do the best in, you know? Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I agree with you. I think, yeah, like, yeah, you said 20, 30. I'm pro- I do think I'm in 29 flat shape. But to be there and to perform that way, 
it's hard. You can't, for me, I can't do that like multiple weeks. I can do, apparently I could do it for two, but I can't do it for three out of five or whatever. Right. Like, so that, I mean, that's really what it comes down to it for. So the way I looked at it last year, I would have been devastated with this result for sure, but also how I also got sick. If you got me sick, we're not, we're not quite sure. <laughs> that's a, that's a big, maybe we're thinking. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but the, uh, but at the same time, like if I wasn't run down from the two weeks prior, like I probably wouldn't have got sick from being around you. Amy didn't get sick, you know? Yeah. Right. We're right. So, like right. it, it was still like I was compromised from this, uh, from what we chose to do in the, those early weeks. Um, you you still haven't even said exactly. No, because you went I, off. Th- was there a snake on the course? Yeah. <laughs> you got bit by a snake. So I was feeling much like you were. So I was I was hurting. Wednesday we were texting, and I was like, I don't even think I'm going to come. And you thought I was fucking around at first, and I was like, No, really, I might not come to this because I feel so bad today. Like I can't breathe. Right, it hit it hit you hard. It hit me hard. I was weak behind you. And it was in my chest. Um, yesterday, it was in my chest less. For the record, we took COVID tests. We don't have COVID. We do not have COVID. So. I, took, I took multiple tests over multiple days just to make sure. Um, so it wasn't COVID, right? And so it, we, we went out and like, the, that was something I was thinking too. I was like, if I go to this, do I put myself in risk for getting sick for a longer period of time? But it felt, it felt better on Thursday. And today, my chest felt clear. I was like, oh my God, it worked. Like, man, my body just knows it's ready to perform today. And I think because I felt so bad yesterday, I thought today I felt good when I mm. I don't feel good. <laughs> like I am I'm still not okay. So I was the same boat as you, man. I was I couldn't get a full breath. Um I was went out I felt like I was being very conservative and I was still just like losing steam, going slower than I know I can go on the row and on the ski and on all the stations and still like I was like, this is where I need to stay if I want to finish this race. I get on the bike. Also in the 70 RPM range, I got down there. I wasn't even, I did not even try to go faster than that. I was like, if I try to get up in the eighties, I'm going to be, I, I, I gave it the old college try. Nah, nah, I knew better at that point of the race, but I was an okay spot. I think I was in sixth. I came out of farmers with Magida who finished second. Like he was right there and he closed hard, obviously, but like I wasn't out. I think I was with VJ and Magida. That's who I was with. Um, coming out of farmers, like right with them. And so coming into bike, they may put a little time on me, but I was all right, <laughs> like in placement wise, but it wasn't feeling very good. I was like huffing and puffing, couldn't get a full breath, do the bike, come off. I'm in la la land. Of course I do one lap. I see your ass over on the side, be, trying to give me some encouraging words. And I think you were like fired me up. I think you're like, you gotta go, you gotta make it hurt. And I was like, all right. And then I take a step. And I feel something like hit like the back of my Achilles. I distracted you from. I needed to be from your <laughs> from your stride. I needed to be that precise. If I was off for one split second, I was in 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 a bad way. But I took it and I felt this like hit, and I looked back, and you saw me look back. My brother was there; he saw me look back too. Because later in the day, I was like, "Did I make that shit up? Did I did I like did I really?" Anyway, so. I felt like I got hit in the back of the heel. And so I take a couple steps and I knew right in my brain. I, know, I thought you had stepped on something. Right. Like something Cause you were looking on the, the ground course, too. Yeah. yeah. And I know I've heard so many stories of people that say that when they hit, like pop their Achilles, it feels like someone's like 
kicked them or stepped on them or they got hit by something and I look back and nothing's there. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. I was yeah. like, did you I just stopped. fucking rupture my Achilles? Yeah, I turned the corner, stopped, took my shoe off, like started feeling up and down my calf and like it didn't. I thought you were like, I thought something had like, like a rock somehow got on the course and like you, it flipped up into your shoe. Huh, yeah, or right, something. right. Because why else would you just like stop and like, yeah. or like my shoe be untied or something like that? Um, so I turn and, and I'm feeling my calf and like I know it can also kind of like roll up. So I was like feeling for that and like I can move it. And I was like, all right, I, like, I, was like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's torn. So I put my, shoe back on and start to try to run again. I don't know what I'm thinking at this point. I'm like, nah, come on. Like, let's just like, let's just finish this thing. Um, and then like, I take a couple more steps and I feel it again. I try one more time, I think. And then I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you just like took a full minute. Like, you're not like, what do you, what's the, what's the point here? And like, you might be fucking hurt. So then I just walk off and I try to, and find I'm waiting it. for you to come back around. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and you never made it. Dude. And I was like, I was like, I think Rich just dropped too, baby. Right. <laughs> Were you pumped up? You're like, nice. Right, we're in this together. <laughs> like, not just me. Um, so, yeah. Um, and uh, and you've done some, like, your brother has connections, made just, something happen for you. Yep, we went around. We saw some, spe- he got on the phone with some specialists. We were going to get a walking boot. Um, so we went to a couple places trying to get that. We couldn't come through with one of those, but then some other connections came through and went and got to go see the doctor for the Mavericks. <laughs> They're in town tonight. And we just like got up in there and I've been able to walk. I'm not limping. Right. Um, it, it's like tender. And that was one thing too. Like if, if like right away, the medic at the, at DECA, like said, like he's doing some, is like some plantar flexion drills. Um, Katie Duke, who ended up like ninth today. She's a PT. I was talking to her a little bit after there's like this thing called the Thompson test, where if you squeeze your calf, like your foot will plantar flex. And if it's your Achilles is ruptured, it won't, it won't move at all. Like it'll just be like a dead foot. Like something's mm. not connected. So she did that test. She was like, like, it looks good. Like she's like, can you go up on one foot? And I was doing like single leg calf raises. I was like, okay. Like it feels like not awesome, but it's not, I can do it. So definitely I knew it wasn't completely like ruptured. So for that, I was like, okay. But then I was like, what if it's partially torn? Like, what does that mean? Do I, like how much am I have to chill? Like, is that worse? Like then I got to, am I going to tear it later? Um, but the do- the doctor later today was kind of like, no, it's fine. <laughs> he said there's this uh, ligament called the plantaris, which um, attaches to the lateral side of like your Achilles and like kind of runs up toward uh, your calf. And this doctor was saying that sometimes that will kind of release if that's tight and like that that like, it's almost like we don't really need it. He's like, there's no it's like it's not going to be part of anything that's going to hold you together structurally. And sometimes when that happens, people actually feel relief when it's done. And I was like, that sounds amazing. That is what I hope this is. And yeah. uh, so I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. I don't, I don't, I'm probably going to chill for, for this week. Um, so you're done. I'm done. I can't, I, I knew that at the, at the, at the venue too. I was like, if, what am I going to do? Like a, an event that's going to be like higher and I actually don't know. You think the mile is going to feel better? I don't think so. <laughs> It's like higher and so. being able to breathe. Maybe one more day of being able to chill, but I don't know. So I was just like, I'm out. I just, I don't. And the box overs could be problematic for that Achilles, big time, big time. So I'm done. Strong, but strong has box overs too. Um, I'm just gonna live. 
to train another day. Yeah. So I'll probably take next week off and um, just hope I'm all right. Cause that was, that was scary. Cause at this age, man, if it's like a, like a year off, like that'd be not good. It would be not good. I'd be nasty at the row in the ski though. You wouldn't want to see me on the ski erg. Just crushing two minutes of the race. <laughs> and just, and just post about how awesome I am at it. Um, yeah, man. So that's where we're at. So, and that, you know, coming into this, it was like, dude, let's just get through this weekend and enjoy some downtime and then get back into just like a training build, mm. you know, like, mm. I don't want to say, and then the weekend's not over for me. I, I do plan to race the mile and the strong, um, but like, <sighs> I don't want to say that this weekend didn't mean anything to me, but it was almost just like, I just, I'm just ready to close this phase of the season. Right. You know, the season felt over. Yeah. And this was like an add on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I felt the same way. I like this race though. I like Decafit. I don't mind it. Like I the actual race itself. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish there were some things about it that were a little bit different um, for the elite races, like some of the weight standards, for example, mm -hmm. um, that that did make it more of a well-rounded competition because honestly, like, I mean, Ryland went 28.50 something, which he won the race, but like, that's not a crazy fast time. It was like the same time that I ran last year. Yeah, like I, I feel like during that training block that I was doing for High Rocks, I could have run a 29 flat. Just You could have been like, tomorrow you're doing a deck of it, mm -hmm. and I could have run a 29 flat mm -hmm. any day of the week. Um, So like his time wasn't super impressive, but like Rylan is just, there's, there's not anything in a DECA that's going to slow him down. Mm. Whereas in a High Rocks, you know, he has been known to struggle on the sleds. So, mm -hmm. you know, if he, if he were to put time on, on you on the runs or the ergs, um, you know, you're going to get it back in some places, but in a DECA, there's not many places that like, there's no weaknesses really. I mean, it's like, uh, it's like a mile versus like a marathon or something like that mm -hmm. where it's, it's just output. It's a different race. You know, um, and I think that's what I like about it, that it is, it puts you, it can put you into this place that a high rex you don't really go to, right? This like uh, extreme level of discomfort for a short amount of time. Like high rex is just like half of it's just going to be grind. And like, maybe you get there for like, but really not like even mm -hmm. on wall balls, you can't really go there. You're still just kind of like slogging through it, really like fighting to overcome like this mental, like block to try to stop but you can always go a little bit more in high rocks you know and mm -hmm. decky you can't <laughs> like there's yeah. just like yeah you have to get to that line and just sit there and just hope that you don't tip over on it and i like it it's just a different race you know mm -hmm. like the branding's not awesome <laughs> right like this oh look man we, we wish it wasn't associated with spartan as much like and just like the spartan stuff like that's not awesome but the race itself i i do like yeah. i like that idea of it this venue was terrible though <laughs> for, <laughs> i don't know i don't know i mean for a world championship event 
You like, you like the lacked, AC better? It lacked any sort of um, just like the presentation of it all. It's big. It's like kind of cool just that didn't way. Feel, it, it honestly felt less impressive than like a normal deck of it because of the arena like normally like at least like the floors are shiny <laughs> in a convention center this was like warehouse flooring like paint like, and shit yeah <laughs> and like the turns were all slippery the floor was more slippery than i thought it was gonna be i raced here in high rocks this is where hunter set the record mm. in 22 um and it's long enough that you can it's do two hard laps. to imagine that they fit a high rocks in that. It was so tight. It was crazy. I, I, it was so hot. It was in the uh, spring, early spring, like early April, and the weather wasn't bad. But in there, I remember just being so hot, and they were crammed with people. But I don't remember the floors being slippery like that. The floors were like slick in this event. Maybe it's because the speed that we were tr trying to go, but I felt like that was very slippery. Yeah. Um, I think they need to assign lanes for the athletes to at least through the first couple because we're all at a very similar level. Where did you come out of the lunges? Uh, fifth with like a million people. Yeah, like bumping <laughs> it into was people, crazy. Dude. It was fucking bananas. It was like a full contact sport out there for. The first, like, I just laughed. I was like, "This is craziness." <laughs> it was, it, and it was bizarre. And you know, like you, you're kind of forced into like certain, like a rower, um, and and you might get one that where the straps haven't been loosened or the damper's not set to your standard. Where someone else might get lucky and their straps have been open and they they, they did nothing straps. different, but like they just gained seven seconds on you. They didn't open those straps. They should do that. You I've know? done that in DecaFit events. I've gone around before and I just like wasn't doing it. I mean, because it was packed. Like and the women were on the on the course. But I've gone through on a DECA event into the row and opened up all the straps before because I know they don't do that. So we didn't have that opportunity. We got in there and the women were in it before and the freaking mm -hmm. straps were all tight. Like what the heck? Yeah, but if we had state, if we had set block, they'd have to set it up a little bit different, just so there's not. It's not super unfair for yeah. like the twelfth place seed or whatever. Maybe, maybe like the first, the first run, the the better seeds get an advantage, but maybe the second run, you flip it, you flip it, or like the first five, yeah, or um, not, yeah, something like that, something yeah, where right, it can be kind of even both ways because it's, it's it's a fucking free for all, dude. It's it's coming, coming in, into lunges is fucking insane <laughs> and i was in this spot that was like because it seems like because you're trying to scope out where like the dude in front of you is about to go and then he, yeah i mean it's it's it all happens so fast because i was between sixth and seventh for the time that i was in the race and it, it goes there's three on one side three on the other and then you got to go to like the back corners mm. and i kept and then those sit-ups had to go way in the back and like just try you to were find. next to me on sit-ups yeah you were in all the way you weren't right up in there too how'd those go <laughs> well normally that's a place where i recover and i was not recovering at all you were the run wasn't easy no oh really no. i actually i was like okay i might i might be okay here and then ski i got onto the ski and i was like i have so i i have asthma and if I rarely have like these moments where I'm like, I can't breathe to the point where I got to stop. But I ha I had that thought, like I felt something kind of grab in my like chest during 
ski and I was like, Oh no, am I going to collapse out here on this freaking course that, so I, that's when things were not okay for me. And that's where I was hoping. And that's really where you can tell if the race is going to go well for me is like, all right, if I'm going to ski and I'm engaged and I'm going, I'm like, okay, I have some juice, but I was being conservative and got to that ski and had zero juice. Yeah. <sighs> that's when I really knew this ain't it. I, yeah. I mean, I knew on the ski too. I like, kind of held it together there but knew that i was i was in trouble were you mentally good after station like two kind of because i knew that i had the bike like mm. that feather in my cap you know and i'm like as long as i can keep everybody around me i'm gonna i'm gonna destroy everyone like on the bike and for me to do that my heart rate has to be in a place that allows me to go to that effort. And I knew definitely coming off the ski, I was like, I'm going to have to jog this next run, go really slow on farmers <laughs> yeah. and then jog that whole next run after farmers. If I want any chance at doing like a 40 second bike. And that was like, that was pretty mentally defeating because I knew already at that point it was like, I'm not going to have the juice that I typically have on the bike. Mm. Um, that happened that happened around ski. Yeah. yeah. And I I I got on it and I was like let's just see here. <laughs> and it like I said it got up to like 84 at its highest and like I didn't hold it there for long at all. <laughs> and like dude when I'm training man, I can I can hold 80 RPMs for like a hot minute if I'm doing if I'm doing intervals. Yeah, if you could hold that for five minutes? No. No? No. Three? Yes. Okay. Yep. I could probably hold 80 for two and a half. I could probably hold it for three. It would be a fight. But I think I think there is like a time. I think it's like two to two and a half minutes, whatever you can hold for that. Like you think you could hold 90 for two and a half minutes? Not for two and a half. No? Maybe Maybe 90 seconds. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're putting out on that thing. Cause I, I think if I, whatever I can hold for like two minutes is something. I don't necessarily think that I'm, I'm like better than anybody on the bike. I think it's just a combination of managing my effort before. It's more like race strategy. And then being able to go to that place on the bike, mm. being like, okay, we are really going to sell out here and we're going to deal with the consequences when we get off. That's what Riker does. So, Riker's, yeah. Riker's kind of, he's, yeah. if, if he's uh, probably the closest one that races like that. And I was thinking about it because he was in, he wasn't like way in front of me, but he was, he was a few seconds ahead of me. And I knew, I was like, okay, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch Dylan. Um, but Riker's been You're showing like, out on the bike. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, man. Respect the Riker. Let's go. <laughs> um, but I didn't even catch I didn't even catch Dylan on the bike. Disrespect um, to Dylan. Respect to Riker. <laughs> <laughs> but Dylan, that's not Dylan's spot. He'll, he'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it is what it is, man. But I got to tell you, man, the best thing about I shouldn't say it's the best thing, but one of the great things about being a dad is calling home after these moments and seeing your kid like doesn't give a shit does not give a shit like doesn't know what's going on just living his best life and like all sarah has to do is 
turn the FaceTime on and just like put the camera on him and just like let me watch him do whatever he's doing in that moment. And all of a sudden it's like, I just feel whatever feeling I'm feeling, sadness or whatever. It just like goes away, man. It just puts things into perspective about like what's important in life. And like, sure, this is like hella important, dude. I fucking... It's part of our livelihood. Dedicate, yeah, dedicate my my fucking existence to to um, performing. And uh, it hurts. It hurts when it doesn't come together. But like, at the end of the day, man, like family is, family is fucking everything, man. And uh, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for them. And I'm I'm thankful for like, all the people that came up to me today at the venue, like after the race and just, you know, cause a part of you kind of feels weak, like you were weak and you, cause you quit and like, that's just a sign of weakness. But like the amount of people that came up to me were like, no, like that was, that, that was actually courageous. What you did, man, that was smart. You know, that's, yeah. That's like being, you, might, you might take flack from somewhere, but there was mostly love. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm, dude, I'm cool with that. I, yeah. I put up an Instagram post and I was like, I made this bed and I have to lie in it. And it's not like, and, it, and like you just had two awesome races, you know? Yeah. Like, so but it, you know like, what does it? I don't remember those. I'm going to remember this one. <laughs> no way. Fucking stings. No way. You'll watch, you're going to watch that Sweden race tomorrow and be like, dude, I just smoked these guys. I'm that dude, not these guys. Speaking of that Sweden race, we've got, we've got one member of the RMR squad. Still Out needs there. to race. Mm-hmm. She can save it. She can save it for the team. She better not. She, I we'll hope, have to release this after. I I hope that she doesn't see what we did today and like, oh my God, is, there, is this going to happen right. to me now? I, know. I, know. <laughs> I don't think because so. Because she did feed off our energy when we did well. I, yeah, yeah. And she Chicago. was like, this team fucking rules. But she wasn't sick. No. You know, that's no. the thing. Like we yeah. can, it's not like we were just good race, good race, bad race. It was like, good race, good race, got sick, had to race. She's been good. Mm-hmm. She's healthy. She's ready to go. She's she's feeling confident. I'm like really excited to see how she does. Or The question is, are we going to stay up till 2 a.m.? Actually, easy. we'd have to stay up till 3. Is it, 3:30? Till, Isn't it at 2.30 2 or 2? I don't know. I don't think we can stay. Maybe we can set an alarm. Set an alarm. <laughs> Get up and watch. Go go be live. Um, I tell you what, though, man, I'm happy. I'm happy that I did not go because it would be a long trip home from Sweden if I would have DNF that race. Oh, or if we were sick before that and had to get on a plane sick to go to Sweden. Like, imagine how that would like. I was able to convince myself that maybe I could get through this because it's, it's short. Yep, and it's like our our volume's been so big. So we're like, you know, this is fine. But when it's a high rocks. Imagine feeling this to be like, well, I wonder how it's going to feel at minute five. How about at minute 35? <laughs> what about minute 45? Like right. trying to get through and without really being able to train with that kind of volume. Yeah. yeah. That would have, have been such a waste. So good thing. I think if we had chosen Sweden, we would have bailed on Dallas. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. If that was the plan all along, yeah. Meg had that plan all along, right? She was like, I'm doing all the majors. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dallas did kind of pop up, um, not like last minute, but it wasn't It wasn't something that we'd been thinking about all season long. No, no. We wanted well, to do the right. 10,000 
thing. Um, you actually, you thought you might do individual there. Yeah. But you got your qualifier for all the majors in Chicago. So you no longer had to but, race. And that was even, if I was going to go, I went to Spain so that I could potentially get a time. So Dallas wasn't on the, the radar in the beginning of the season either. That was something I was going to have to do out of necessity. So like, it wasn't like I'm doing Dallas. So it definitely popped up last minute. And I'm still trying to figure out how it actually did come about. Did Dylan bring it up that we should D- go? Dylan wanted to do, do a relay. Okay. Um, I think. How did I get roped into this again? I think it was for doubles. It's, it's not doubles. That that. It was doubles because Meg was gonna. I thought Meg was gonna do do doubles with somebody else, and I was like, no, do it with Kent. And you guys, and then you were like, I'm in. I'm blaming Dylan. And then Dylan was like, Hey, you want to do Dylan? A relay? Blame Dylan for the invite. Set that record, though. Somebody in Dallas fucked me up, all right? (laughs) It wasn't me. Come clean. (laughs) (laughs) Which one of you? I know I freaking shook so many hands in Dallas. That's why we're back here. Someone else has to be feeling this way. God damn it. Yeah, but... Well... That's... But we got Meg over there. But along those lines, like you were saying real quick about just like the perspective... Same with just like seeing these athletes out here who we've had like a chance to connect with one way or another. One hundred percent, dude. One on one coaching, who's part of the app, athletes who've come to the camp. Like, I'm just gonna try to rattle some off, just so off the top of my head, like I don't have anything prepped like down. So I just want to like, like Natalie Johnson. She came to camp. She got third. Carla Rotindi. What's her last name? Or something. Kala, Kala, Kala from the from Kala. She she won her age group, like seats something and won. Laura Martin. These are all from, camp these camp, are all camp members. Laura Martin like fought from behind, caught up on the tank, made a mistake going into should have won, should have won, but ran past Ram Burbies. Ram and had to come back and lost by like five seconds or something like that. Like uh, a couple, like Cheryl Snow, she won her fourth consecutive Deca World Championship, and she's got two more tomorrow. Like she's just amazing. Um, a bunch like Camilla. Camilla came out and rocked it. Like I've been working with Morgan Schultz a little bit. Like we're doing some programming for her. Shouts getting, to Morgan, dude. Getting, what's that? Shouts to Morgan. Shouts to Morgan. I'm like so fucking proud of her. Like to where she's come from her mindset and like how she kind of approached training to like where it is now. And just like her <clears throat> perspective change. It's just like, I know how hard it is to like uh, be wrapped up in competition so much that it like makes you unhappy, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So she's like made real big strides, and um, and, and, and like normally fucking came out and won that shit, seized it, took it. And and normally when you step away from competition the way she has, and try to come back, sometimes you can't get it back. Yeah, and she's she's more than back, dude. Best she's like, ever been. Yeah. Best she's ever been. So, yeah, kudos to her, man. Yeah, so getting, she's, getting she's to see solid. those type of performances, you know, a guy who coached last year won an age group, a guy who competitioned Nick, he he's in, he finished seventh in, in his, like Eric Frank, who's who won his age group. And um, just like so many people like that. Like, I, there's probably a bunch more, but. I got I got some coming up here. Yeah. In, in the mile and the strong. And uh, so, like, getting to see the progress that people make and the influence and the impact that this sport has on athletes and like that we're so like lucky to be a part of that. That's the main thing, man. And I, I, I was just thinking that too. Like, I like this race, I like the competition. It's great. These world championships are so fun. Like there are memories that we're going to be making, but like just being part of this, like uh, this movement, this fitness 
venture. It's been really cool. It's been really gratifying. Definitely. Definitely. And who's, who's the guy we saw in the elevator? Is What's this guy? Was what it was Gavin? Gavin. Gavin, right? Yeah. Shout out to Gavin, Shout dude. out to Gavin, man. He's going for age group 30 to 34. He's at 11.45 seed time? Yeah. Shit is fast. Yeah. He, uh, we're, so, so Rich and I, we go across the, the street to the 7-Eleven and get some tall boys to- uh, Feeling sad about ourselves tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're sitting here drinking a little bit, recording the podcast. And so we're on our way back to the hotel, just kind of like- obviously down about the situation and uh we're standing there waiting for the elevator and gavin's like yo you you ryan kent and i'm like yeah that's me and then like damn right i am two seconds later he's like rich Rich, (laughs) is that you and uh dude was just like super stoked to like meet us and uh we got to chatting in the elevator and dude's a freaking stud man but it kind of like I don't know, like sometimes it's it's easy to think after performances like that, it's like, are people still going to like, like me? Right. You know? It's like, is um, my worth my result? Exactly. Right. And uh, I know, I know deep down inside that it's it's not, but like, I don't know, like when a dude comes up to you after that and he's like super stoked to meet you, it's like, okay, people still care. Yeah. But to the same, yeah, to the same respect, like that dude wasn't pumped up to meet you because of your personality he was pumped up because you crush races <laughs> you know so right but that's right. just but that's not you don't lose value in the, your value is not lost i get you, yep, you know yep, what I mean? yep, yep so it's easy so it can be easy to get wrapped up in it to be like oh these people know me because i race well mm-hmm. but it's the, there's there's more there's more value you know and people just connect with like what we're doing and you know we're we're living the same kind of lives that they're living you know they they respect the hustle hustle and grind and they know they know how hard this shit is you know so mm-hmm. when they see big time performances it's like wow it's like awesome that people are capable of doing that yeah yep well should we should we wrap it up for for day one we can wrap it up for day one we'll probably be back the next couple couple of evenings but yeah we don't know how meg's gonna do we do know how she's gonna. She's gonna fucking smash. Yeah, she's, Meg's gonna fucking crush. She's, she's she's ready to go. She's ready to go, dude. It's so funny, like when she gets, when like you know she's confident and she's like feeling herself, dude. Like she's like a fucking caged animal <laughs> that just like it's when so you true. open up that freaking gate, dude. Like she just takes off and just. The energy's great. Yeah. It's the best energy. It's yeah. great energy to be around. So yeah, we're looking forward to seeing how she's going to do. Yeah, so check us out. We'll be out the next couple weekends. This might come out before the weekend's over. I might get this out ASAP tomorrow. Do it, man. Cool. All right, dude. Later.